introducing to you the fat loss formula by Brendan Loden. So before I start today's podcast episode, I want to talk to you very quickly about my event that I'm running in aid of Campaign Against Living Miserably, also known as CAM. So I'm doing my first ever in-person event called the Fat Loss Formula, where I'll be helping you write your goals to get you to fire the fuck up and go for it, create habits for you to instill so you don't have to second guess yourself, and more importantly, allow you the blueprints to lose that first dress size. This is going to be two pound to come and all proceeds will be going to campaign against living miserably. For those who have been a long time listener of this uh, podcast, you'll know that campaign against miserably, living miserably, sorry, is the charity that I work with quite a lot. It's essentially a suicide prevention hotline. I won't go into it too much today, but it's a service that I've used previously in my life. Just eight pound can save somebody's life. That is how much it takes to run of one single call at the call centers. The call centers are open from 7 p.m. onwards and open throughout late at night, every single night. And Campaign Against Living Miserably wants to open them lines up from midday onwards, but they currently cannot afford to do so. And that is why I'm doing the Fat Loss Formula Live. So if you are interested, message Brendan Learn at brendan.findfitness on Instagram, and I'll put you forward towards the details. You'll have to fill out a form for your interests so I know how many people come in because there is 30 seats available and I'll send you the link so you can donate your £2. If you want to donate more, that's absolutely fantastic, but I'm only asking for £2. But again, that's your call. So I thought I'd start with that today before we get into the swing of things. So I would love you to come to the Fat Loss Formula Live on the 16th of April at 2pm at Pure Gym Hull and the B Gym Studios. See you there. And welcome to the Fire Fitness Podcast, a podcast based on the opinions of a humble person from Hull, Brendan Loden. So today's episode is a trying a new thing here today. So what I'm going to try and do, I'm trying to make this podcast into something a bit different. I don't think you care about PT's problems in their lives and stuff. I don't. So I'm just trying to combat issues that you may be facing. Today is like a quick fire round as well. So what I've looked at today is 10 aspects of people achieving goals so 10 aspects of achievement is what i call it so yeah that's pretty much it i'll make this as quick as i can i'll throw it through to the brendan that's about to hit you with 10 aspects or traits of people that actually achieve their goals hello and welcome to episode 29 of the find fitness podcast and yet again, I'm doing things a little bit differently. So in my attempt to make this podcast a little bit more digestible in smaller sprints, what I'm going to do today essentially is, essentially what I'm going to do today is just chuck out a bunch of qualities, habits and traits that I see and something that I see myself, something that I've done myself, I've seen other people doing them. And I'm just going to just chuck out all these different things from what I see for people that have achieved things that they want to achieve. So this can be personal, this can be work-based. Obviously, I'm going to make it as fitness-based as possible. And when I'm saying these things today, I'm not telling you all that I am some sort of profound life coach. You're not going to get anything too stoic from me today. You're just going to get little bullet points, bang, 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 several aspects of things I see from clients that are successful. 
and the common sort of underlying reasons why they have succeeded in their goals as well. I've talked about Oliver Tennant, his five dimensions of success. And I've also talked about what makes somebody successful, like my four pillars of success in regards to health and fitness journeys. So we've looked at the pillars of success. Now we're going to look at the habits and common traits that you see from somebody who is not just successful, but they're on their way to making success. They're fucking putting the effort in more than anything. And uh, yeah, so it's going to be, you can quick pause it, listen to a point, rewind it, listen to another point. I'm going to just chuck out tons and tons and tons of things that I see from my clients that are successful. And I'm using my own experiences as well. I'm going to make these as health and fitness based as possible because I'm not a millionaire who knows five languages, who can play guitar and can swoon people and convince people to do certain things. I'm not some sort of mind reading billionaire who gets what I want. So I'm not an expert is what I'm saying in regards to life. Nor have I got my life figured out as well. Like I'm fucking winging it as much as you guys. But I'm just trying to make this as digestible as possible. Aspects, qualities, habits and traits of people that do actually achieve what they set out to do. So I'm going to go in like you straight away with number one. Number one. So what is it? Having a can-do attitude. So anyone that I've seen reach their health and fitness goals has this trait more than any other trait that we're going to bring up today. Having a can-do attitude is key for you to get shit done, essentially. These sort of people that do have can-do attitudes are quite busy. They sometimes live in sort of high-stress environments. Sometimes they have all the chips against them, but guess what? Because of this can-do attitude, they find a way to get things done. Childcare, I've got children, can-do attitude to get it done. Working lights, coming back into the gym, when I don't really want to, can do attitude. I find tracking fucking calories boring. I'll get it done anyway because I want the results. Can do attitude. So having a can do attitude is absolutely key for you to get shit done. If you do not have a can do attitude, you will do nothing. You'll feel sorry for yourself and you won't get what you wanted to get done. Done. Simple as that. Try not to repeat the same word twice there. So having a can do attitude is, I think, the most important trait. I've seen clients come and go, and I should, shouldn't really say what I'm about to say now, but I generally feel some clients of mine, some clients of any coach for that matter, no matter what you do or give to them or try and create as a habit, they'll always fail given tasks. I am not God. I am not Jesus. Do you know what I mean? I cannot make you do something that you cannot do. If you do not have a can-do attitude, you aren't going to do anything. I can make a jazzy habit tracker. I can write some goals down. I can get someone to enjoy training as much as I can. I can reward small behaviors. But ultimately, if they don't want to achieve what we set out to achieve in the first place, they won't do it. And this all comes into having a can-do attitude. You're just not going to get it done. So number one, having a can-do attitude. There we are. So that's point number one done there. Right on to number two. And that is believing that you will, quotation marks, figure it out. So you have to believe that no matter what things come in front of you, you will figure it out. Even if you don't know what to do, you will find somebody to help you figure it out. So I'll come into a fitness sort of demonstration for this one. Back in August, sort of September time, I was getting used to living on my own. I increased my 
like this. And I was fucking stressed. I wasn't training. I was eating like shit. I was having, I've mentioned this in most leading podcast, the Latalianas every weekend. I told myself, I don't have time to train at the moment. I've got too many clients at the moment. I've too many PT sessions. And instead of going, ah, fuck it, I'll keep going like this. I'll go into this toxic behavior. I actually gained like 12, 13 pounds. Again, I mentioned scale weight, literally in the last episode. That doesn't determine success or not, but it's a, it's a parameter toward this situation here that I'm going to use. So I got someone to help me figure it out, and that's Jake. So Jake is an online coach of mine. He's my coach now in regards to fitness, and he helped me figure it out. So think about what you can do to open quotes, close quotes, figure it out. What barriers are you facing right now, and how can you look at that situation and think, do you know what? I can figure this out because I will do this. I will do this, I will do this, I will do this. There's no harm in putting your hand up and knowing that you've got a problem and you don't know how to solve it. That takes bollocks to do. Anytime anyone inquires about PT with me, it's scary inquiring about PT is scary. So I always credit them, fair play, you've done the first hardest thing, and that's putting your hand up and making you need help. For some reason, in this society today, it's very frowned upon to not know what you're doing. Guess fucking what, guys? I don't think I am the most scientifically knowledgeable person trainer in the world. But what I can do is fucking resonate with my clients. So they'll run through walls for me. And at least I think they do anyway. Do you know what I mean? We're all going to have strengths. We're all going to have weaknesses. You need to play off what you can do to figure it out. And if you can't, you pay someone to do it for you. I know no one's going to do the work for you, so to say, but they can at least advise you on a certain issue. That's why I've got two business coaches. One of them handles my emotions quite well in regards to my business going up and down, all of a tenant. The other one's my how-to guy, Chris. Do you know what I mean? They've helped me figure it out because I don't mind putting my hand up and admitting when I need help. And you need to do the same. So have a, do you know what? Let's, let's make this a bit more interactive than usual. Get a piece of paper out. What are you doing right now wrong? And I want you to write below it if you know how to figure it out or not. If you do, write down the solution. If you don't, do you know somebody or could you contact somebody to help you figure that one out? So that is point number two there. Point tres, and that is focusing, that's, that's Spanish, French, I can't remember. Um, focusing on opportunity instead of problems. If you don't face any problems in your life, that probably means you aren't fucking doing enough. If you're going through life, just waking up, making breakfast, going to work, coming home, going to bed, Every single day, times five, on a weekend, you're going to sleep in. You might see people, you might not. Do you know what I mean? But you're not facing any problems, you're not facing any barriers. You're not actually improving as a person every single day. You're not focusing on opportunity or you're avoiding problems. Successful people and successful clients focus on the opportunity to find problems. Finding new problems means your life is changing so much that you need to find some of your resolutions, you're improving. I.e., oh, I've got, I've got, and when I say this one, I'm, I'm aware I don't have children, by the way, but I can't do a certain task with regards to health and fitness because I've got children. That's the problem. Now let's make that into an opportunity. Right. I've got an opportunity to instill health and fitness into my child that they will have throughout their life, something that I never did. Yeah. Focusing on the opportunity. Yet again, I understand I don't have children when I say that point. Another opportunity could be 
I don't have time for the gym. I get stuck in traffic. Well, if your steps are shit, there's an opportunity for you. If you're going to have to wake up the same time any, anyway, and you're going to have to sit in traffic, why not get moving? And again, this is coming from someone who doesn't drive. But the points I'm making, I don't think I made amazing points there, but you get the idea. Focus on the opportunity instead of the problem at hand. I would love to have the problem of having too many clients. That's a new problem because I'm improving. I would love to have the same problem that I used to have before I got Jake, and that was I'd love to have the problem that I don't have enough time to train because that shows I'm improving in one facet of my life. Another problem to have would be, say, if you were successful with your money, I don't want to do with all this money. We'd all fucking love to be in that problem, wouldn't we? So you need to create new problems for yourselves. You need to focus on the opportunity. You need to look at it and go, right, how can I do this? And how am I going to create a new problem for myself? So focus on the opportunity at hand instead of the problem itself. So look at any problems that you've got right now and how can you flip it into an opportunity? All of you, obviously, I've just time recorded. I did a, a talk at Reckitt, a large employer in, the, in City Hall. And at the start of the presentation, I mentioned five things that people regularly face as a barrier. Number two, I think, was nerves. Number one, more importantly, was time. Time can be an opportunity. It can be a time where you can listen to podcasts whilst getting your steps in because you're traveling instead of in the car. You don't have enough time currently. That can probably maybe mean that you're a busy person as well. Or you maybe just be telling yourself you're busy. So you need to look at things as an opportunity instead of a problem. So a problem for me right now, let me think about that, is... Okay. I Every time I've been training in the gym recently, and this isn't my clients doing this, but I, I do get interrupted by members of the gym, and that's fine. It's a problem on the face of it because my training sessions are getting interrupted. but it's an opportunity to make new relationships so that in the future, if they know anyone, if they're not interested in personal training, they could always they would always recommend somebody. So the moment somebody mentions personal training, oh, I know a guy, Brendan, because he's not fucking rude when he trains, he talks to everyone. So I've made the problem into an opportunity there. So point number three, focusing on opportunities instead of problems. Right, we're flying through this, and that is loving challenges. You can, and this one links quite well to the last point there, You've got to love challenges. It comes on to point one as well when I kind of said that if you're not facing new problems, it means you're doing the same shit. You're not challenging yourself. You're going to need to love to challenge yourself a little bit. I'm not saying you need to go fucking skydiving every weekend. I'm not saying that you need to do get a tattoo for the sake of it because you're scared of needles. Do you know what I mean? But you need to look at every day. Well, not every day. That's a bit too fucking much. Like, I'm going to get a bit too uh, fucking Gary V there, but... You need to look at what you can look at, sorry, as a challenge instead of avoid it. If you was to combat every single challenge you face daily, I can guarantee you're in a lot better position then if you didn't do that. Imagine if you did that every single day, automatically, compound effect, you are 365 times better than you are today. Think about that one. If you challenge yourself every single day, you are 365 times better than you are right now. And let's not get too fucking work and uh, Aunt Middleton, all these other fucking self-talk tossers that speak a bit too much like that. But let's say we don't do 365 days. Let's say we do 310 
you know I mean? I'm giving you like 55 days of shite there. And like, that's, that's plenty enough. That's still 300 times better than you are currently. Do you know what I mean? So look at what you're facing now. Look back into the problems and some opportunity, opportunities and the problems and make them into a challenge instead. So in your fitness journey, you can right now be scared of going into a weights area. So why don't you challenge yourself to do it? I've got a client who does listen to this podcast and she'll know exactly who I'm talking about right now, but she will not get photos taken in any scenario. She um, will avoid them. So we did the Christmas party at Christmas, obviously. When else would you do a Christmas party? But she was quite clever in the way that when we did the team photo at the end, I hope she doesn't mind me talking about this, she took it. Very clever. Um, but guess what? She wasn't the only one that tried doing that. Three other girls tried doing that in that scenario. She just beat them. And she's going to find out today that she wasn't the only one that tried avoiding a little team photo. I've asked her since that incident. Incident? Like, it's really fucking serious. Okay, so next Christmas party, you've got to be in the team photo because that is a challenge. So you can be something like that. I've got another client and I've asked her. She's not done an Instagram post of her face since like 2017, 2016. She's very shy. And the reason why I'm telling this story is because the client from the last story, I'm just telling, I'm showing her that she's not the only one. Um, this client hasn't had a photo on her Instagram since 2017. She lives and breathes and exists still, but she's just not taken a photo. So I've challenged her by the summer. One of her six-month goals is to have a photo with her partner when she's on holiday. And I've got another client who is successful already. Not that the other two aren't, because they are quite good clients, um, who never had a photo with their daughter until recently. It was a challenge for her. She's loved that challenge. She's gone and done it. Do you know what I mean? So it can be anything. Like, that was a photo-based one for all three of those girls there. But another challenge someone could face could be the thought or the ridicule of going into work with a Tupperware box because they're afraid they're going to get laughed at. I think that's a small challenge, personally. I just think the workers there are tossers if that's such a big issue. And for someone that worked in an office for five months, I got ridiculed like fuck. People knew what my old job was. I, from day one, was known as like the gym wanker type. Obviously, I wasn't PT at the time. I was just doing online coaching and sport massage. I got the fucking piss taken out of me. But guess what? At the end of the day, I had a purpose and I didn't. When they went up to do after nine to five with nothing else important to do, I did my second job. I had other things to do. I had more challenges. I was working 70 hours a week doing 40 hours I hated. That was a challenge, but I loved the challenge. Come back to the spin event last year, last May. The, last, the best day of my life last year was last year, sorry. And that was the spin event. Flat out, best thing I did last year. The best day. One of the best days of my life was when I finished on that bike because it felt so fucking rewarding. That is the most physically demanding challenge I've ever done. I felt awful. I almost quit about 3 p.m. I've done the podcast about that, so you'll know exactly what I'm talking about if you listen to the podcast regularly. But loving a challenge is absolutely key if you want to achieve your goals. You cannot achieve any fitness goals without being willing to give up little sacrifices here and there, and you've got to challenge yourself a little bit. So that's point number four. On to point number five. That was a bit of a long one there. And that is persistence. You're going to need to persist at any given task that you have to do to succeed. You're going to need to pursue 
persistence because if you did absolutely everything first time, everything you ever did, would that be really rewarding? Would you really be successful? Probably not. So you've got to be willing to persist to achieve. You've got to persist, 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 persist. You've got to be fucking relentless. Do you know what I mean? Um, I honestly believe I'm absolutely average at everything I've ever done in life. My grades tell me that. My opportunities in life have told me that. I am just a persistent motherfucker. You can see my Instagram stories, how fucking long they are every day. It looks like a fucking barcode at times. That's because I'm persistent. I've been told by the PTs to fucking chill out. I've been told by members of my gym I need to shut the fuck up sometimes. But I will not stop. I will not shut up. I've got dreams to achieve. I will keep fucking persisting. To a point now, it's the norm for me to post. I think I post daily. It's the norm for me to do certain aspects. It's the norm for me to wake up at five in the morning to walk my dog. You've got to start persisting before it becomes a habit. So look at anything you've ever failed. Like I've got clients now who've just started with me and I really hope they're listening to this podcast today that they've done millions of health kicks. I've done this diet, I've done that diet, I've done this diet, I've done that diet. And then I say to them, well, fuck it, why am I going to be different? Why is this coaching going to be any fucking different to you? So you need to have persistence to get stuff done. Like if you weren't persistent, if I weren't persistent in my life, episode 20, my journey, you know that one. I got told I was too fat to PT in a certain gym. But I was persistent. No, that's, sorry, that's a lie. I fucking quit the industry, didn't I, for five months? But I went back to it, though. I went back to the industry. I did quit, sorry, so I wasn't persistent. But then I ended up becoming persistent since it. I look at, and I know these aren't great role models for some people. Some of these, well, one of them in particular is quite a controversial figure right now in regards to the news. But and the other one I don't think you guys will know. Two people I look at to, at a daily basis right now. Yes, one of them's Kanye West because, and it's because of the documentary that, I, I mean, I stopped finishing. I finished it last night, actually. But episode one, he's walking around the record label that does eventually sign him. He's got a CD in his hand. He's pushing like doors open in, in offices. He's playing through the wire, his first ever song. And it just will not stop. He's getting laughed at. There's another scene later on. Uh, where he is known as a music producer, not a rapper, and like Jay-Z and other people are literally laughing at him. And he, he doesn't see it that way. He doesn't see it as, oh, I am a producer. Then he was persistent in what he wanted to achieve. We know what he's done and what he hasn't done, and we know what he said and what he hasn't said, and we know, do you know what I mean? But I'm looking at this purely from a occupational standpoint. Has he or has he not achieved what he wanted to achieve? I'm sure if you asked him, he'd probably want to achieve more because that's what persistent people do. And I'm not comparing myself to Kanye West before anyone fucking starts. The second person, I mentioned this on Instagram story of the week, is Pat McAfee. You can like, who is he? So if you're into American sports, you'll absolutely know who this guy is. So he was a, a punter in the NFL. A punter is a position that no one really cares about, though he was good at that position. But he was also a bit of a comedian in regards to Twitter and stuff like that. And he started being more, he was getting rewarded more from his attention he was getting on social media than he was football. It wasn't fulfilling him anymore. So he quit and he tried and tried getting loads of different jobs at sports stations to have a show about American football, just like a, like a punditry job. Got laughed at, got laughed at, got laughed at. He made his own show on YouTube in the end and now he's a millionaire from doing that exact thing. That is persistence. I think it's important to look at these people. I'm not saying that Kanye West is the role model. Pat, Pat's not done anything wrong. You need to look at these successful people or people that you think are successful and see what they are doing on a daily basis. 
it's very easy for someone who is quite jaded with experience to put excuses down. But guess what? Some of these famous people have children too. I'm not doing a Molly May saying we've all got 24 hours. That's not what I'm saying at all. But there is a level of persistence that high, le- high level successful people have. And I think we all need to do a bit more in regards to that. So you need to be fucking persistent in what you do. If you cannot get 20 kilogram barbell squat the first time, do not fucking quit. Keep going at it. Keep doing it. If you accidentally went over your calories once, fucking try again tomorrow. Persist. Do you know what I mean? If you went, oh, yeah, I can't. That bad. That tracker doesn't work for me. Oh, fuck off. No, it doesn't. Do you know what I mean? Before I carry on, I need to mention calorie tracking can trigger some people. It can. But other people like to use it as a reason not to track when it doesn't actually affect them. They just can't be asked, And they tell you that. So there is some level of people out there who cannot track calories and it's a dangerous fucking road for them to do that before I carry on to my next point. I need to make that very clear. But the others that use that as a crux, you need to be persistent in what you want to do. You cannot achieve, as I keep saying, your latching theme today, you cannot achieve anything that you want to do without putting the work in, essentially. So we're going to point number six next. And that is taking risks. So I actually have been reading recently a lot more than I used to uh, not that that's the risk fucking reading the book but apparently in regards to betting in casino I'm not saying you start betting and doing casinos for a, a say this but apparently the only reason that betting companies and casinos are successful is because the odds of people winning are actually quite high but when they do win they don't bet high enough so the only time they'll bet high is on a low odds bet, i.e. putting a load of money on the favourites. Does that make any sense? And that and that's probably, I don't know what industries are more expensive than others, but it's got to be fucking up there gambling, do you know what I mean? So you've got to be willing to take risks in regards to your health and fitness. The first risk that comes to mind today is paying somebody money to tell you what to do. That's That's a risk, is it not? Um, some people do have less money than others. I find that sometimes my to pay for coaching with me, for some people it costs, even at the same price, it costs more for them than it does others. And because of that, they actually end up achieving more. It's a bigger risk for them. Does that make any sense to anybody? I know I'm not fucking listening to people, but so taking risks is vital to success. You're putting all your chips down, like again, back to the fucking gambling. But you to be willing to take a risk is you willing to change yourself. And change is the, the biggest aspect because you want to change ultimately. Um, so taking risks, like think about what risks you've taken recently. You'll be surprised. There is some risks there. Any Every single one of my clients, a risk is paying this fucking cunt some money to tell them what to do. That's a risk. It, it is. It can be. Uh, I'm not saying quit, by the way. That's not what I'm saying at all. I've made a post about this recently, and I've made a lot of risks in my life. I'm not going to start listing them all off, but I've done a lot of shit in the last two years in particular that I've been considered risky from others. I'm, I'll start listing off now. But uh, So um, obviously employing Shannon. No, I guarantee what I'm about to say now is mental, but there's probably about 10 commercial gym PTs, PTs, not gym owners, in this country that has staff members and I'm one of them I guarantee also I'm probably not in the top 10 earners of commercial gym PTs because I'm paying staff members and other stuff to, to provide a better service do you know what I mean so that's the risk 
Paying a staff member when I don't even know my own facility is a fucking risk. Going on to rent when I had 10 clients two years ago was a risk. Moving into the industry as a whole was a risk. Wanting to buy a gym despite not knowing how to drive is a risk. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if I'm going yet with it, but you've got to be willing in your life to look at taking risks. Taking risks can be something as simple as getting up an hour earlier. It can be getting a coach. Taking a risk could be trying something new, trying a new habit, quitting smoking. That can be risky for some people. So you've got to be willing to take risks. Doing all right here, aren't we? So point number seven next. And that is setting ridiculous goals. I made this point the other day. It was a new point I made. And I was like, oh, that's fucking fit that. Um, so again, come back to the wreck it, uh, business seminar that I did the other day. I uh, create a new thing. And I'm I'm saying I'm going to copyright this shit. Smart goals. You know that podcast I did like three months ago. Sorry, lads, that, that podcast is now wrong. So I was... That's just me changing as a person, maybe. But smart target, specific, measurable, achievable. What does R stand for? Tea time, man, by the way. Um, what does R stand for? I hear you ask. Realistic? No, it's not. It's realistic. It's ridiculous. Set ridiculous goals. And I said this the other day in that racket, the racket talk, and a girl, to be fair to her, plucked up courage, so she shows that she's a risk taker. Um, she spoke to a courage and go, oh, well, what if you tell everyone your goals and you don't achieve them? To me, that would suggest that it's a level of defeatist behaviour. It is scared to actually complete the goal at hand in the first place. But she showed some bollocks because she actually spoke up on the chat. Anyways, what do I mean by ridiculous goals? So think of what your goal is right now. Have a good think about it. And then think about how realistic it is. What you've got to do to achieve it. Oh, I've got to do this, this, and this, and this, and this. Now, let's jack it up a little bit. Let's make it a bit harder. Let's make it ridiculous. Because if you hit your goal, you attempt to hit your goal. So say if your level's here and you're here. To achieve this goal, you've got this gap here. I'm using my hands here, but that's not. Um, but I put my hand in the air quite high and I've got it quite low there as well. So if you have your goal there and you're at this point at the bottom here, you've got a large gap to get up to here. Even if you... Just get under that goal, that new ridiculous goal here. You probably achieve the first goal you had in the first place. That's under the other hand. Again, you can't say this, but you've still got closer than you was before. So you've got to be willing to start this fucking journey. You've got to be willing to start that. Without that, you're never going to do anything. Do you know what I mean? So set ridiculous goals. I will come into this now. So I've talked about, talked about, talked about, talked about, talked about the fact that I want to go to the gym. I've actually changed my opinion now. I don't actually want to run a gym anymore, which is scary because it's what I've put my fucking last three years of work down to. But guess what? I want to run two gyms. <laughs> and I'm being serious, by the way. So I've noticed in my pursuit for a gym, it'll probably be Westall to start off with. Well, it will be because um, that's where I'm based. What I've noticed is if I want a gym tomorrow, I could get a building in Eastall. That doesn't mean I'm going to Eastall first before my clients hear this. Like, oh no, you promised me. It means eventually I want one of these buildings that I keep seeing in Eastall because right now the buildings in Eastall are better. So that got me thinking, what if I own two gyms? By the way, that's ridiculous because I've not even got one gym. So think about what your goal is. It can be achieving a certain target. It can be achieving a certain lift. And then that's make it a tad harder. Do you know what I mean? Just a tad to start off with. But in doing this, you cannot be scared of failure. You can't be scared of failing because... Even if you fail, you're still in a better position because you fucking tried your hardest, if you tried your hardest, that is. So setting ridiculous goals 
I think is a very, very solid way for you to achieve your original goal. So, because you need to level up that that little bit extra to get to that point there. So hopefully you get understand what point seven is there. So now we're going to go into point number eight. And that is saying yes to yourself more often. A lot of barriers my clients face every single day is they're almost too kind. They're almost too selfless. And the fact these are typically the clients that have kids, have partners, have for some reason opinions. I mean, they wear they respect the opinion of colleagues a bit too much. And they say no to themselves too much. So you've got to be willing to say yes to yourself more often. This can come in various ways, like you've got to go see someone to do something. Or I'm not saying that you need to start being a hermit crab and saying no to absolutely every opportunity or every time you've got to see your family because you need to focus on yourself. But you just need to say yes to yourself and your self-care more than everybody else. Self-care can come into various ways. Self-care can be going to the gym. Self-care can be looking after yourself in regards to your fitness as well as your mental health. Self-care, unfortunately, now apparently means sit on your ass, eat loads and do blah, blah, blah. That's not self-care. That's a facade. So I went way off tangent there, but let me get back to the point that I had at hand. Um, but yeah, saying yes to yourself more often. Could I train tonight after work? Yes. Could I actually cook my meal for once instead of getting a meal deal for lunch? Yes. Could I go in the weights area for the first ever time? Yes, I could. It's a lot easier for humans to say no than it's yes, annoyingly, to ourselves anyway. Unfortunately, we say yes too much to other people. Oh, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? Can you do this for me? Yes, 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 yes. How fucking yes. Say yes to yourself more often. So that's point number eight. We are fucking going through this. Point number nine is next. And that is habitually committing. You need to be willing to commit to something for the long haul. You need to stop testing the waters out. Oh, it might be too hot. might be too cold. Just fucking, just go for it. Just do it. Just think about it later. Do you know what I mean? I think too many people think about their decisions before they make them in some aspects of life before I get fucking yelled at. But I think this point here, if you did this with every element of your life, I think you'd become a better person. I think you'd probably be better to the people around you. I also think that you'd be a better person to yourself. Habitually committed to absolutely everything that you want to get done. I am very much of the opinion, I am all or nothing. I, I've got very robotic tendencies nowadays. That have only been de developed since last May when I started living on my own. But I have got very, very, very deep-rooted habits now into my life. Got to do this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this. Come back to walk me down at five in the morning. That's a commitment. Every morning. I don't think about it anymore. Everybody's pissing it down. I don't think about it. And you've got to do that more for yourself. And you've got to do that more for others as well. So if you haven't habitually committed to going out once, a weekend or let's say a month with your family, make that commitment. You say, look, it's not just about health and fitness. I mean, that's more health to be fair, but make it a commitment to maybe try training the morning instead of the evening. Because guess what? The gyms are fucking dire at 6 p.m. I cannot stand it. Anyways, you've got to be willing to commit. It'll become a habit. So habitually committing. The word commitment, what does it mean? It means you've got to do it. It's almost like a word contract you've got. I've got to commit to this now. I've got to do it. So whatever you want to achieve, you've got to want to commit to achieving the goal. That's why the goals need to actually fucking matter to you, not because some PT told you that's the right goal to have. 
I want to lose a stone. You know, that's what I'm talking about there. You've got to be willing to commit to certain aspects that are new to your life. Without doing that, you're not going to change or improve. And this is essentially what the podcast is about today. It's about achieving goals. So you've got to be willing to commit habitually. So it's on autopilot. Right, we're on to point number 10 next. And that is focusing on now. By the way, I'm going to make this the last point today. I'm going to make this to a two-part series, I've decided. Focusing on now. What has happened has fucking happened. What's happened in the past has happened in the past. You can't change that. You can't do anything about it. I'm not saying build a bridge and get over it because that would make me an asshole. But you've got to focus on what's being put in front of you right now. You've got to look at the barriers that you're facing every single day to get through things. You essentially, you need to start. This is what this point really means. Now. Fucking start now. Train now. Today. Track now. Take those progress pictures now, because otherwise you regret it in the future when you made some insane fucking progress. Now, 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 now. I don't care if you broke your arm two years ago. I don't care that we've had, you put a bit of weight in other lockdowns, guess what we all did? And I, I probably sound insensitive when I say that one, but it's been about fucking year now since this time last year was ending lockdown three. So you've got to focus on now instead of what's happened. Don't even look at the future. That'll come. It's always there. It's always going to happen. Um, one of my clients put me a quote from Matthew McConaughey, of all people. Um, he said that he... His rival is him in 10 years' time because he's never going to catch up to him. Because he's focusing on now. But we're doing this shit now. So you need to look at what you're doing daily basis right now. What can you change right now to ultimately succeed for the future? And this isn't just about go. We need to track more calories. You need to train more. What can you do now to become a better person overall? Are you a bit, bit of an arsehole that cares about the self only? I know I mentioned you need to be more selfless, less selfless earlier, but... What can you do right now to change that? What can you do so you don't seem so distant from all your family right now? What can you do right now to be a better parent, better co-worker, better daughter, better mum, the lot? What can you do right now? So don't look at what you've done. Don't look at what's for the future. If you're not going to start, you're never going to start. It'll just never happen. You'll keep putting it off. You'll keep putting it off. You'll keep putting it off. So you ultimately, you need to start your journey so that you can actually succeed. Because otherwise, you're never going to get anywhere. So you need to do this now instead of later. You need to stop putting things off. And essentially what I'm saying is get on with it. But I don't mean it in such an arsy way. So focus on now instead of what's happened. What's happened has happened. You can't control that now, whether it be good or bad. Do you know what I mean? Because um, you look at two ways. But look at what you can do now to improve, improve the future. And that goes back into the habitually committing one last my last point there. And I'm going to end today's podcast on that note there, point number 10. Um, so yeah, bit different, bit bite-sizable. Uh, I could have made this two hours and made it all one episode, but I have just, I've just decided whilst doing this, we'll make this a two-parter because I've got another 12 points that I want to make. So guys, I want feedback on this. I want you to tell me how you found this one as it was a bit of a different form of content today. You could stop it, you could start it, you could pause it, you could replay it, a little bit more replayable than the other ones. I'm just trying something new with the podcast because I don't think you need to listen to PTs for three hours. I don't, I don't think you want to hear it, to be honest. Um, I would love to know any feedback, which point was the most resonating with you. 
And if you are excited for the next day on, I suppose, for the 10 listeners of this podcast, again, as usual, I know you can rate podcasts and everything else like that now on Spotify. So please, please, please rate it. I think it goes up in some sort of rankings of a number. Screenshot it as well. Don't be an asshole. If you listen to the podcast and you've got this far, don't be a prick and share it with other people as well. So my name is Brendan Loden. Uh, this has been the Find Fitness Podcast. Anyways, I'll do this again next time round and I'll see you all later. Thank you.